When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? Welcome to another episode of the 49ers Rush Podcast. And what we're going to be doing today, we're going to be breaking down the offense. Uh, we finished the Patreon video this morning. I'm going to show you some clips of that today. Uh, the NFL got their film out on time. <laughs> Yay! All is well. And so what we're going to do is we're going to go through snap counts. We're going to go through grades. We're going to go through injuries, updates on injuries, what things look forward. And then we're going to do uh, just a mini snapshot. Um, a two-week kind of primer, where do the 49ers fit offensively amongst other NFL teams uh, just on offense alone? We've got our defensive episode coming up tomorrow. So Wednesday, make sure that you hit um, the notification bell so that you can join us over there. That's going to be key. But uh do want to say shout-out to the Countdown crew showing up strong, showing up early. I freaking love it, man. And we've got football to talk about. If you go back... Remember to not too long ago when we didn't have football. <laughs> we didn't have any football. It was just, are we going to have football? Well, we got it. Um, and sometimes you got to kind of be careful what you wish for. Obviously, the injury bug has hit huge on the 49ers. We're going to talk through some of those things. But here's the deal. I woke up this morning. And I felt so much better <laughs> just after the game on Sunday. Yeah, sometimes it just takes sleep and tequila and some other things. But, yeah, there is no doubt in the world, you know, Nick Bosa is gone for the year. He's not coming back. It's a nine-month turn turnaround on ACL, sometimes shorter, but nine months. Even if you make it to the Super Bowl, he's not coming back from an ACL, and it would be foolish to try to force anybody back from that. That any team that loses Nick Bosa, um, again, that that's magnificent. That adds a huge loss. But here's the thing: one player does not a season make. You know, the 49ers made it to the Super Bowl last year with 16 players, 16 players on injured reserve. Now it looks like we're going to be making up that number pretty damn soon. But you just have to win in different ways. And whenever you look at all the people you are getting back. All the people you're going to be getting back. You're getting back George Kittle eventually, this week or next. You're getting back Debo next week. Jimmy Garoppolo might miss a week or two, but he's coming back, coming off his greatest game as a pro. Yes, it was a half. Yes, it was against the Jets, but it doesn't matter. He's doing that with not all of his weapons there. Western Richburg's going to add some center depth. You're getting that back. Ronald Blair, who I believe, he's not a Nick Bosa replacement, but he is going to be the starter in that position. Um, Julian Taylor's coming back as well. So you're getting so many guys back. Now, are any of them amount to Nick Bosa? No, that's not it. But we came into this season knowing the 49ers had one of the deepest rosters in the NFL. Well, now you get to prove that. Um, you know, you don't pack up your bags and go home and say, up, oh, we're out because our best defender got injured. That's not what you do. That's not what football is, right? Now, some other injury updates. Solomon Thomas is done for the year as well. I kind of think this is, uh, I think we've seen the last of Solomon Thomas in a 49ers jersey. And I kind of hope that's true for him. 
Um, he needs to go to a 3-4 team. <laughs> it's just what he needs to do. He needs to play 3-4 defensive end. That's his spot. Um, and it, it's kind of proven, yes, his attitude's amazing. Human being, incredible. But this hasn't worked for him. Um, you know, I don't want, and from a 49ers perspective, which is what we usually look at things, you, you got to balance these things, right? So from a 49ers team perspective, even if you can get them back on like a $1 million deal, one year, prove it deal, whatever, do you want to invest that money on an interior defensive lineman? That's a liability in the run and has twice as many penalties as he has sacks. I don't know. Um, I know his presence in the locker room and the community is huge, and hopefully he comes back to coach one day. But I want to see Solomon Thomas succeed. It's not going to be in the 4-3 scheme. Might not be in the 3-4 scheme either. But for him, I want him to go try it. Go find something, man. Um, he'll be able to get. He'll be able to sign on somewhere because uh, you don't go from the number three overall pick to something else. But uh, best wishes for Solly. I hope he finds something that's going to fit for him. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo does have an high ankle sprain. Not sure. It, it's not as bad as most high ankle sprains that have that four to six week window. So if you look at like Christian McCaffrey, for example, uh, he's going to miss a full month. I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is. The fact that he was able to play the rest of the half on that leg's huge. But then even if you extend it past that, um, they haven't ruled him out for this week. I don't think that he will play this week, and I don't think we need him this week. I think we can win this game with Nick Mullins. Um, we'll, we'll spend some time talking about Nick later on. Uh, Raheem Mostert sprained MCL. He's going to be out a week or two, and on top of that, his, uh, I believe, daughter, um, his child, let's just stay with that, is expected to be born this week as well. So um, hopefully he gets to take advantage of that and go spend time with his family, especially I don't think that he's going to play this week. I don't think there's... I just don't think it's going to happen. Uh, Tevin has a knee sprain. He's probably going to be out. So you've got two running backs out, which means the 49ers protected Jamichael Hasty, baby. He They they already said they're going to protect two players a week. They're protecting Hasty. Uh, he's probably going to be called up. So you're going to have Jarek McKinnon, RB1. You're going to have Jeff Wilson, number two. And then you've got Jamichael Hasty, number three. And then, of course, um, you know, you've got Juice, the fullback, that can kind of do everything. Uh, that's what that's the running back rotation, man. Uh, against a very porous defense in the Jets, I don't want to get their Giants. Uh, don't want to get too ahead of myself. We'll, we'll be doing that probably Thursday or Friday, a uh, Friday episode. Sorry, uh, previewing that game. I've already started breaking down some film just because I get too excited, man. Um, more bad news that trickled out late. DJ Reed was dealing with an ankle issue, which man, um, hits just keep coming. Uh, interior is taking a big hit. Ken Law played a lot more snaps. We'll talk about that tomorrow. Drake Greenlaw had a thigh contusion, basically a deep thigh bruise. I, I was I was scared it was a hip. Hip's problematic. Thigh's okay. Uh, might just be walking gingerly, but we got to have him out there. And D Ford, you can just... It's like an operation video game, man. What, what's the issue? Um, it's the knee. It's the calf. It's the ankle, it's the neck, now it's the back. He's got back spasms. Jeez, it, it, it's just somebody's got a voodoo to all of that guy, and they're just messing with it way too much. I don't know who he pissed off, but it's coming back to get him. And I, I think the stance that you have to take, he's already been basically ruled out for this week. If D Ford comes back at all, <laughs> if he plays one more game healthy, I'd be shocked. Um you know, I've kind of anchored the D Ford is a pivotal piece to the 49ers defense for the longest time. And the time we need him more than ever, he's nowhere to be found. Um, you, you hate people that have to deal with injuries. You know, I feel bad for him. All the stuff he's going through, I'm sure he wants to be out there too. But that's just kind of where we are. Now, uh, two good news reports. Here we go. Jason Verrett's supposed to be good to go on Wednesday. So we can put him in. He's going to be a starting corner this week if he can go. Uh, he'll be opposite Emmanuel Mosley. Spoon will be moved back to that third corner spot. And then we get Sherm back uh, in two weeks, which would be nice. And George Kittle gets checked out Wednesday to see if he can go as well. Which, man, do we want him to go on this turf? Who knows? Um, I, I, it, but, you know, the question was asked to Kyle Shanahan. And they said, hey, the turf at MetLife is so bad. It's awful. Is it worth bringing back Kittle and Garoppolo on this turf? And I, I loved his answer. If they're healthy, you bring them back. 
And you look at the three-game stretch that the 49ers have. You got Giants without Saquon and a couple other key pieces. You got Eagles who can't beat anybody right now. And they're, you talk injuries, they're missing three all-pro linemen currently. And then you got Miami. So, yeah, the 49ers have it bad. But those are three winnable games. Um, could you imagine the 49ers coming out of this stretch four and one? Everybody wants to write us off. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. Go ahead. No problem with that. The reality is the 49ers have a very capable playoff roster. And you add on to that the coaching staff and all those things. They're just fine. They're just fine. Do they have the best pass rush in the NFL? Nope. They're down two out of three pieces, right, with uh, D. Ford and Nick Bosa. But there's other ways to win. There are other ways to win. And so to address this issue, we finally <laughs> get to sign Ziggy Ansa, who the 49ers brought in through. This is the third time. They brought him in once, offered him a league minimum. He said, nope, not doing it. Brought him in twice after nobody picked him up after the initial 53-man rosters. Offered him a league minimum. He said, nope. And then, you know, obviously the injuries happened. They made a deal over the phone with the agent. Um, he is coming in, and here's Kyle Shanahan talking about the impact Ziggy Ansa can have on this team. Read the terms with Ziggy. Um, once he passes the COVID test and everything, it should be official, and hopefully we can get him in here for Wednesday practicing. Um, so, I mean, I played against Ziggy a ton. Uh, he's a hell of a player uh, who can rush a passer and play the run well. So, um, hopefully, we get in, get him in here soon, and get him caught up. And uh, we we're going to try to do it anyways. But um, the urgency of that's definitely gone up with some of the injuries we've had in the last 24 hours. All right. So, I mean, and here's the thing with Ziggy Ansah. The, the whole thing is, is he going to be, you know, the fix-all whatever at defensive end? Hell no, he's not. That, that's not what his role is. He's not even going to be a starter, even with all the injuries we just mentioned, right? So I, I think, you know, if you look at the edge rotation now, I think you've got Eric Armstead, clearly number one, coming off one of his best games of his career. Then you got my boy, Kerry Hyder, man. I love Kerry Hyder. I think Ziggy is third, and then I think Deion Jordan will be that fourth edge guy. So you got four edge guys. Now, the answer long-term, as I said, is going to be Ronald Blair and Julian Taylor. If you remember, Julian Taylor kind of played that Eric Armstrong role where he play, he can play nose, he can play three, he can play five, um, he can play any of those spots. So you've got reinforcements coming. You know, we're in week two. They can't come back until after week six. So you got to go a month with these guys. Now, is Ziggy and Dion going to be out there showstoppers and all those things? No, definitely not. But at least it's not Cassius Marsh. <laughs> you, you remember uh, Cassius Marsh and how nobody could beat him and you had to see all those stupid jump kicks all the damn time? Oh, man, that pissed me off. I just really did not enjoy that. But whatever. Uh, he's making money. Props to him. So the defensive pass rush is going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Is it elite? No. Is it better than average? No, it's not. Somebody's got to step up. And we saw a little bit of this in the second half. You got to generate pressure now. You got to bring blitzes with your linebackers. We saw Jimmy Ward bring some blitzes. We brought some uh, edge pressure with, you know, Kwan Williams. You've got to do that kind of stuff now. So now you generate. This is going to force more man coverage, which, good Lord, everybody in the faithful wants. More man coverage. Stop those damn out routes. Uh, I don't want to see another out route versus his defense ever again. It's sickening. But it's what it is. So those are kind of the updates. And before we get to the film, I wanted to take a second. And I love this. You know, I asked everybody to head over to iTunes and leave a five-star review um, and share with us how you joined the faithful. How did you become a part of the faithful? And I love this story from all the way around the damn world. Here we go. This is Daniel from New Zealand. And I got to say, Daniel is amazing. Um, he is also the gentleman that created the 49ers Rush uh, Draft Day drinking game whenever we covered the draft live on Hot Mike. That was a blast. Uh, Daniel's awesome. So this is what he said. And he's, he's young buck. Uh, living in New Zealand means there's not much American football coverage, but I've always enjoyed watching it. Around the start of 2011, I was 14. You lucky guy. Um, and it was right at the start of the Harbaugh era. His father went on a business trip to Texas and bought his him and his brother NFL pajamas. Now, this is where it gets great. He bought two different teams. He bought the 49ers set of pajamas and the Dallas Cowboys. Um, Daniel goes on to say, my brother got the Cowboys pajamas. I got the 49ers ones. And from that point on, he has been a Niners fan. 
The time difference, however, can make it hard. It is a plus 19-hour time difference to New Zealand. So if, just to put that into perspective, 10 a.m. Sunday kickoff, <laughs> it is Monday morning, 5 a.m. Uh, in New Zealand. So imagine waking up at 5 a.m. in the morning to start your week off just so you could watch the 49ers. I freaking love it. Um, but anyway, from that point on, he's been a 49ers fan. And even though the time difference, he still has to watch the games. And he even wears the same PJ sometimes, even though they don't fit very well anymore. Uh, that's that's hilarious. But um, he's that's awesome. This is what it is. Uh, he goes on to say, love the podcast. Keep up the great work. Thank you so much, Daniel, for sharing your story. And if you want your st uh, story shared, uh, log on to iTunes. You don't have to have an Apple to do this. Just type in iTunes 49ers Rush Podcast. It pulls up on your computer. Scroll all the way down to the bottom. You'll see the reviews. Click that. Leave a review. Five-star review. Tell us your story. It could be long. It could be short. I think that this brings us together, uh, knowing uh, that all these things are out there. And Daniel goes on. He even said, you know, we email back and forth sometimes. He even said he created an awesome time schedule based on your time zone for when all the 49ers games are. So uh, he's going to send that over. I'll post that out on Twitter, um, giving him credit, uh, uh, obviously. Uh, just awesome story, man. I freaking love it. Could you imagine getting a freaking Dallas Cowboys pajamas and you got a root on that God-freaking-forsaken team. Um, yeah, they had that awesome, probably one of the best games of the week. I went back and watched it. Um, amazing comeback, but goodness. Uh, yeah, yuck. All right, uh, let's get into some film. Let me throw this up there for you guys. So uh, finished over an hour breakdown this morning on the offensive game film. Um, just on the Jets game. And if you want to get that, just head over to 49ersRush at Patreon.com. Uh, join there. You got hundreds of hours of film if you if you want to know every play offense and defense for the past year it's all there uh, enjoy yourself so go check it out if you don't like it you can cancel anytime it's eight dollars a month but i'll keep that rolling on the screen for you but here's the deal let's talk through some offensive grades because when you're looking at exactly how this game panned out 49ers did really, really, really well um, offensively. Now, at the top, you, here's here's the top PFF scores. Jordan Reed, holy freaking cow. He got a 92.1. Uh, he only played 28 snaps. That's it. But whenever you look at how efficient and just how great he was on key downs, one, third downs, and in the red zone, getting those two touchdowns, um, just absolutely incredible. And then Jimmy Garoppolo, number two, 90.2 elite grade, the highest grade Jimmy Garoppolo has ever had from pro football focus uh, throughout his entire career. So props to Jimmy Garoppolo. Everybody threw a hissy fit. Everybody talked trash. Oh, Jimmy's washed up. We got to get somebody. It's Nick Mullins time, all that stuff. Well, you get what you deserve because the dude goes out there, balls out, plays on it. He got injured, I think, on the second or third drive. Um, and he, he played through the entire half injured and just played incredible. You know, Kyle Shanahan was asked, man, it seems like Jimmy Garoppolo plays best after he gets hit. And Kyle Shanahan said he even talked to him, and he had an awesome recommendation. Here's Kyle. He, he does. He's pretty consistent with that, and um, he, he even says it too. So I told him we can hit him with a bat on the way out before we start if he wants, if, if that'll help him. But he kind of laughed at it. But I don't know. Jimmy's a physical guy, and lots of guys, it kind of gets him going in the game and gets you more alert. And um, Jimmy plays with a lot of grit. I mean, for him to hurt his um, ankle like he did, you know, the next series in, we had a third down where people weren't open on. They, they got us on the right call um, for him to scramble to the right when he barely could move, make that throw to Ayuk um, to move the chains that led to a 14-play drive. Uh, he really gutted it out and was tough as a guy I've been around. Yeah, and I, I think we've seen that. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo's tough as hell. You, you, I mean, you can go to any game, whether you're talking Super Bowl or whatever. The dude gets hit over and over again. He just keeps going. Um, he, he's not one of those guys that's, he didn't miss one snap <laughs> in 2019 and you're talking 19 games if you go all the way to the Super Bowl. So props to him. I mean, hell of a job, great game, uh, rounding out the top five. Jarek McKinnon got an 87.4. Jarek got the ball three times. That's it. Three offensive <laughs> rush attempts, and he goes for 77 yards, a touchdown. Um, you know, he was targeted once in the passing game. That was the interception. Uh, it went off the tips of one of his hands. You know, I watching it this morning, 
I was a little hard on him, but that was 100% on Mike McGlinchey. Um, you know, he got blown up, got Nick Mullins destroyed as he was trying to throw the ball. That led to an interception. And the only turnover that the 49ers have had all year, which that's great. <laughs> it, looking back at 2019, turnovers were an issue. They seem to have, you know, kind of fixed that early on. We'll have to see what happens when the quality of opponent increases, uh, but we'll see there. Raheem Mostert, fourth uh, top scorer, 83.5. Kendrick Bourne, KB, 77.3. And Lakin Tomlinson, 77. So those are kind of your top six guys uh, from pro football focus on how they scored out. Now, let's do the flip side. Here we go. And it's, it's really interesting because there were two drives where the backups got playing time. Uh, they got in for eight snaps, and they pretty much all looked really, really bad. The Jets kept their starters out there, and the backups came in, and they didn't do well. Charlie Warner, uh, he got eight snaps. He was the worst-graded player at 36.5. Ross Dwelly, who played 39 snaps, almost a career high, 40.4. And a big reason why Ross Dwelly struggled so much, um, pass blocking and run blocking. Now, you're going to see you know, the play on the screen if you're watching YouTube or uh, wherever. It shows you the the first touchdown for 80-plus yards. Dwelly got a great block. Mike McGlinchey got a great block, right? So you're having these guys that had bad overall games. They still had good plays. Um, but, you know, you look at that, Ross Dwelly, is he Kittle? Hell no, he's not. But he's duct tape, and he gets you through. Um I don't know if we're going to have <laughs> George Kittle back week two. I hope we do. But if Dwelly's out there, you have confidence. I would like to see Warner get more snaps. You know, Dwelly got 39, Warner got eight. I, I would like that to inch up. And back to the idea, you know, Jordan Reed, 10 snaps week one, despite being very, very successful. He got 28 week two. So I think that Jordan Reed snaps, they're not going down. I, I think he's going to stay in kind of that 25 to 35 snap even when Kittle returns. Um, but Jordan Reed has earned his spot in this offense, period. That's all there is to it. Uh, Colton McKivitz, he got eight snaps, 49.3. He did not fare well. Justin Schools, same thing, 50.9. And Nick Mullins, um, you know, with a 51.7 sacks, fumbles, the interception, um, he really didn't play as bad as the grade seems, but he was bailed out. You know, he got those two scoring drives in the second half, but that was Jarek McKinnon. Um, Jarek McKinnon saved him. We remember third and 31, and the dude rushes for 55 yards after forcing three missed tackles on one play. Just just an insane job there. Um, but, yeah, so that's kind of where we're at. Trent Williams, Mike McGlinchey, uh, they – kind of wound up in the center uh, of the grades. Didn't really add a lot to it. Not the best game for Trent Williams. You know, if we look at just kind of pressures allowed and things like that, we allowed a lot of pressures, 12 to be in fact. Quentin Williams goes out there and has a career day. Pissed off he didn't get picked number two. Um, and, man, he, he showed up. You know, Mike McGlinchey allowed three pressures and three quarterback hits and had a penalty. You know, that 67-yard touchdown down the side, of, which was incredible, um, got his hand inside the collar and pulled the backer right in front of the ref, and it got called. Daniel Brunskill allowed three pressures as well. Um, Lakin Tomlinson, three pressures. And so it's just way too many. It's just way too many. You cannot give up 12 pressures consistently, three sacks, six quarterback hits. People are going to get hurt. That's just what it is. So offensive line didn't have a great game. And a lot of it had to do with, this is what Greg Williams, the defensive coordinator for the Jets, do. Eight, nine-man boxes consistently. There were a couple 10-man boxes as I was going through film this morning. They got 10 guys in the damn box and one safety back. Well, you're trying to run the clock out. You've got two guys coming at you at almost every single angle if you're an offensive lineman, and that causes problems. Uh, there's no doubt about it. You wish it was easy. You wish it was just me against this guy, but that's just not what it was. Now, if we compare you know, the first half versus the second half, you almost really can't do it. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo attempts 16 passes, Nick Mullins 11. You keep going through all these things, and Garoppolo is just two touchdowns, no interceptions. Mullins, zero touchdowns, one INT. 
You talk about just passer rating, a 140.4 NFL passer rating for Garoppolo. 153 is perfect. He was just below that. Threw for nine first downs. Uh, He just crushed it. Now, let's say Mullins is going to be the guy in week three. Where was he successful and where was he not? Nick Mullins attempted one pass outside of the hashes. One pass. Um, he's got, what's that? 10 passes in between the hashes, one pass outside. And that was incomplete. (laughs) So Nick Mullins, he likes to attack in between the numbers. He wants to kind of see this is where he's working. And a lot of that's because he doesn't have a powerful arm. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't have a rocket either, but he's got such a quick release and it zips out pretty good. Once Nick Mullins came in, everything changed. It, it's a lob. It's a little bit more Drew Brees-esque finesse passing. Eh, eh. <laughs> you could still be successful, but no passes attempted over 20 yards in the air. It was just little dink and dunks and all over the middle. So I think that's kind of a problem. Now, I will say this before we move on. Hey, we won our bets again. Good job. Uh, we're up on the year. We are now plus 54. So if you started betting with us before week one, we are $54 in the green uh, on our bets. And we're going to keep betting this week. I'll let you know tomorrow our bet for Thursday night's game if I can find one that's beneficial to us. But I uh, just want to say thank you to our sponsor, my bookie. Winning seasons return at my bookie. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning seasons means survivor, super contest, squares, you name it, they have it at my bookie. And here's the deal. Whenever you're hitting on all of your parlays with your feet up on the couch, enjoying watching the 49ers win, of course, you get to trounce your rivals, brag about it, and make money. And that's what my bookie brings to us. And I love these guys. They've supported us for a long time. Uh, Really do appreciate all they do. So here's the deal. Invest in your intuition. Use promo code 49ers, 49ERS, and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play. Designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet, head over there. They've got live betting on championship futures. You want to put money down on if the 49ers are going to win the Super Bowl, if they're going to win the NFC West, uh, how far they're going to go in the playoffs. All of those things and more are available at mybookie.ag. So it's simple. Make your picks, win big, collect your cash, and again, use promo code 49ers and double your first deposit. Your winning season begins today at mybookie.ag I love it love it love it love it so yeah we we hit on our two bets our um teaser the 49ers covered of course they won by 18 they covered by a lot and the Pats even covered with that last touchdown that they scored against Seattle Uh, even though they lost the game we made some money off that so uh, we'll have some more bets this week um, and we'll just keep trucking Uh, we did miss on the Garoppolo throwing 250 and getting the win I I think he would have hit it if he didn't you know leave at halftime he was having a hell of a game but uh, that's okay. Injuries are going to happen. And then the Ayuk one, he did not have 100 yards receiving. But all in all, we won. Uh, adding to our total, and we'll just keep it going, man. Uh, we'll keep making money together. It's going to be fun. Now, offensive ranks through two weeks. So let's step back and look at the entire NFL and all the NFL ranks, okay? Um, just offensively, where do the 49ers, the good and the bad? Now, it's only two games, so it's a pretty small sample size, but I think it tells the story of the 49ers season so far. Um, what We're best in the NFL in fumbles lost. We haven't lost a fumble. Um, that's new. So zero fumbles lost, that's huge. Third best in the NFL in rush yards per attempt with 5.6. That's incredible. Now, obviously, we've got the 80-yard run. That's going to help that out, but it still counts. So 5.6 yards per rush, that's third best in the NFL. Fourth best offense, we only have one turnover. That was the interception. You know, Nick Mullins getting drilled by a defender that Mike McGlinchey let go um, off the fingertips of Jarek McKinnon. Besides that, you know, one turnover in two games, that's going to be NFL records if you can keep this pace. Uh, through 16 games. That's only eight turnovers on the entire year. If the 49ers do that, they're going to be the playoffs 100%. Uh, that's just good, smart football. Uh, fifth best in the NFC in point differential. Here's here's what's crazy, you know. So if you add up, you know, it, the points scored and points allowed and you subtract that, the 49ers are plus 14 
Now, obviously, we just beat the Jets by 18, and we lost a close one versus the Cardinals. But here's what's crazy. We're fifth best in the NFC in point differential. We're fourth best in the NFC West. We are in the who's who of football conferences. Um, it, it's stupid. The NFC West is 7-0 and through two weeks against other divisions. 7-0. and Um but that's okay. I'd have it no other way. <laughs> Perhaps, you know, with the new football rules with just one bye week and you've got the extra wild card, our entire division could make the playoffs. That is statistically possible. And if there's any division that's going to do it, it's going to be the 49ers in the NFC West. So uh, we'll have to see what happens there. Uh, we're also seventh best uh, rushing yards, total rushing yards with 305. Again, averaging 150 yards rushing. That's right where we were last year, right on par. And 10th with passing touchdowns, with four passing touchdowns. Garoppolo had two each game. Now let's go bad, all right? Let's go bad. Then we'll get to some questions and answers and lots of other things. I can see I've been called fat in the uh, chats. Thank you, Dale, with Eat Sleep Fantasy. And what are friends for, man? What are friends for if not that? I think I look good. I think I look really good, actually. Uh, anyway, bad. Worst offensive ratings. We are 31st in the entire NFL. Second last in first downs. With only 35. Not good. Now, part of that is, you know, you've had these huge explosive plays where you score 74-yard touchdown catch by Mostert, 80-yard touchdown run by Mostert. So you're getting the points still, but the first downs and sustained drives aren't there. Uh, you know, you go back to that Cardinals game and just being atrocious on third and fourth down. And it seems like they fixed that a little bit against the Jets. We'll have to see what happens against the Giants. 27th in passing yards. That, that's just going to be the way it is. <laughs> the, the 49ers are going to run the ball. Uh, they'll throw the ball for efficiency, but that's about it. And they're 24th in the NFL in third down passing percentage. Only 9 of 24. So on 24 third downs, they've only converted nine. Got to get that closer to 50%. Uh, that's where they hit last year, and Jimmy Garoppolo kind of led the NFL in that. That 50% conversion rate is where everybody strives for. Um, so kind of take that for what you will. Now, uh, let's get to a couple questions. Again, go ahead and at me in the mentions wherever you're watching. That way I can see it. Um, here we go uh, from Sex Locks. Why are you not a part of Blue Wire anymore? Um, I, I love Blue Wire. I love the guys at Blue Wire. I still talk to them. Uh, incredible product they put out. Um, but I didn't want an ad-heavy podcast because I like to podcast a lot. Most of Blue Wire's podcasts, they'll do once or twice a week and do one big one. Uh, we do four a week. <laughs> and I didn't want a lot of ads. Uh, it's just I wanted a little bit more control. And uh, I just felt like it was a better thing for my audience. Uh, but I, I'm telling you right now, uh, hopefully I can work with them again in the future. Love those guys. It's insane what they have been able to build. So uh, shout out to Blue Wire. If you want to join, if you have a podcast and you're looking for somewhere to join, that's a perfect spot. It just didn't really fit with me um, with what we're trying to do this season. But uh, no ill will to towards them. They are incredible. Um Oh, look at this. At home dude giving me a shout out. Looking good with the collared shirt. That's right. I just got out of a uh, teacher staff meeting. So uh got to dress up, you know, look professional, uh, educating the little youths out there. That's what it is. Here we go. Do they keep Kittle out so they don't risk him getting hurt on the crappy turf? I don't think so. This is a very winnable game, even if you're missing lots of people. George Kittle is, I can't believe they kept him out last week. I think that was a huge victory <laughs> because you kept him out. You know, you rested up. This is the same injury, you know, relatively speaking, that he had last year, and he missed two games. So maybe he is out. They're going to test him Wednesday. And then Wednesday, if the medical checks give him go, because he's still in San Francisco. If he gets the thumbs up, then he's going to fly out to West Virginia and meet up with the team. So uh, we'll find out if Kittle is a go probably Wednesday afternoon. Um, so I'll hold back tomorrow's podcast until they do their press conference. They haven't announced what time that is yet, but once that gets done, um, I will let you guys know for sure. Uh, DJ Jones, you mean, yeah, I did the DJ Reed, DJ Jones switch up. Sorry, dyslexia always gets me. I apologize for that. Thank you, Bender. Yeah, DJ Jones has an ankle injury. DJ Reed has a Seahawks issue. Uh, he's no longer on our team, so sorry about that. Um, I love it uh ryPK baby make it hasty make it hasty oh it's coming oh it's coming I, I I'm so excited about this Jamichael hasty baby we have been wait I've been waiting 
I, I've been such a fan of this kid. All the way back whenever he used to play East Texas football, he's just a baller. And so what's his role going to be as the third you know, running back coming in? Because if the injuries hold true, and let's just say Tevin Coleman and Raheem Mostert are out this week, which I fully expect both those guys to be out, I think what's going to happen is you got Jarek McKinnon number one, you got Jeff Wilson coming in number two, and then you, basically the jet role that has been on third downs is going to be Jamichael Hasty, right? He comes in on third downs now, and he's an amazing receiving back, great in pass pro. Uh, he tore training camp up, and I think I'm excited. I don't think he's going to get a lot of snaps, you know, maybe 10 to 15 tops, but you get him three to four carries and see what's going to happen. I mean, I, I'm pretty stinking excited um he, he's Kyle Shanahan and undrafted free agent running backs it's a match made in heaven um it's a match made in heaven it's just what it is uh from Nick if we don't have an elite defense due to injury do we make a trade um yeah yeah make a trade to make our offense more elite or help our defense I think help is on the way and the problem that we have right now is if you're going to trade Let's let's say you want to go get a defensive stud or an offensive stud. doesn't really matter. You have to have a trade partner of a team that is willing to admit they're in rebuild mode. So, like, if you look to last year when the Miami Dolphins were auctioning off everybody, it was because they had the mindset, new head coach, knew everything. Let's, uh, let, let's, let's cleanse and start over. Let's blow it up and start over. We don't have that right now. The Jaguars kind of. But, shoot, they've come out and competed. They're 1-1 one and one now. They seem to have their quarterback, whatever. Nailed in the draft with C.J. Henderson, who I loved. Uh, you guys go back, and I remember getting asked the question, who's your number one corner? And I said Jeffrey Akuda. But then I said, man, C.J. Henderson's going – he could definitely be better. He is better. C.J. Henderson should have went top three um, in this draft. There's no doubt about that. But, anyway, there's not that team out there right now. You know, you look at the standings. And you look at 0-2 teams, okay? 0-2, Philadelphia. They're not in sell-now mode. Uh, they're, they're trying to figure out if Wentz is their quarterback or not. New York Giants. Uh, with Barkley out, maybe. But I, I still don't think they're in sell-now mode yet. I just don't see it. Minnesota. Ugh. Zimmer just got his contract extension. That's a team. Yikes, man. Uh, Detroit. Matt Patricia is going to be fired before they go to sale now, but he should have been fired last year. Um, the fact that the Lions walked away from Jim Caldwell, um, horrible things should happen to that organization. Dude got Detroit to the playoffs. Who the hell takes Detroit to the playoffs and then fire that coach? How do you do that? For Matt Patricia? Oh, my gosh. Oh, sorry. I'm getting on tangents. Anyway. I don't want to go through all the 0-2 teams, but there's nobody out there right now that's willing to blow up what they got because that means your coach is probably going to be fired. Like the Jets, right? The Jets are the worst team in the NFL. For the Jets to say, all right, we're going to start selling players off, you have to be, you're going to fire Adam Gase, and I don't think they're to that point yet. So if you're going to make a trade, you're probably talking, you know, weeks five to nine. That's where it's going to be. But you have guys coming back. You're not going to trade for somebody better than Ronald Blair at the edge position. It's just not going to happen um, unless you're willing to part with a first or a second, which I don't think the 49ers are because of cap issues. You've got to have those high draft capital pieces, uh, and so I don't know if you want to part with that. And I'm not sure you have trade bait that you're willing to trade. Are you going to be able to trade away D Ford's contract? Somebody going to want to take this guy on that contract? I don't think so. Um and even if they are, you're not getting compensation back. You'd be much better just holding on to D Ford and allowing something to happen. I don't know. So perhaps you can get some trades once you get around week six, seven, and we figure out that some teams are just out of it. You know, that's kind of what you're hoping for, but we're not there yet. Um, I'm not quite sure you have people that are willing to sell. Um, here we go from Niner Drag. The O-line looks confused outside of Trent Williams. Yes, you are correct. Uh, you are correct there. Ben Garland looked pretty dang good, though. Um, there were several plays. Ben Garland back. Man, strong center play in the pass game and good quarterback play in the pass game go hand in hand. Uh, ben Garland back, and he looked really, really good. Um but the question goes on to say this. What can they do to ensure Mullen's confidence at center? I don't know, man. Um, Mullen's, uh, kind of what we talked about earlier. 
run the ball, short dink and dunks over the middle. That's his formula. You want Mullins to be successful? Run the ball, dink and dunks over the middle, and let him scramble some because he's so damn feisty. He he's a backyard football player. Mullins is gonna you you put line everybody up at the combine, and everybody's gonna say, "Is that guy a water boy? What's he doing out here? He has no physical traits whatsoever." But uh, he's Hunter Renfro at the quarterback position. They probably look similar as well. You just turn on the damn lights, let him play. He finds a way to get it done. It's not pretty unless he's playing the Raiders and beats the tar out of them. But you just got to let him be out there. And against the Giants, which is a terrible defense, um, he's got a success. He's got a chance for success. Sorry. And what's up with Mike McGlinchey? Yeah, it's been bad. McGlinchey has an amazing rookie year. You're talking Pro Bowl-level rookie play. Sophomore year gets banged up. Ups and downs. Two great games, two bad games. Good game, bad game. Good game, bad game. Just no consistency. You know, here we're out. Two games. It's not looking great. Now, is he playing starting level tackle play? Yeah, he is. But it's average at best. And a lot of it's just consistency. Uh, you watch the plays, the play that's on YouTube right now, if you just watched it. He gets a great pass set and just completely stonewalls the defender. You see that game in and game out. The problem is he just gets too high, and his leverage gets over his toes, and he gets beat to the edge. If you want to beat McGlinchey, I don't know if I, whatever, it's speed to power. you got to press the edge, then go through his chest. That's where he gives up the most. So those are things he's got to fix because it's on film. And they're going to keep doing the same dang thing to him. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on prize picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to 100 Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Speed to power, he's susceptible to that. There's no doubt about it. Um, now you go back to his college film at Notre Dame, and you didn't see that at all. Uh, he just stonewalled everybody. It was boring, but the NFL is a different beast. So uh, we'll have to see. He does struggle with the speed to power, guys. From Sergio. Um, at full strength of firing on all cylinders, can the 49ers offense win shootouts? Yes, versus the top team, Saints, Chiefs, Hawks, Ravens. Hell yes, they can. Number two, in points scored last year, and I think they're going to be better. It's going to take time. The offensive line's better, no doubt. The running backs are better, no doubt. Jimmy Garoppolo just coming off of his best game of his career. Um, now you're talking about Brandon Ayuk. Can Brandon Ayuk, who had the second most snaps at wide receiver position, elevate? We saw, you know, he only had two catches. One was on a third down for a first down. Second catch was just on a quick screen. He breaks two tackles for a first down. So increase that productivity, but... 
Kyle Shanahan's already shown he trusts him. <laughs> I mean, Mohamed Sanu got more snaps than Dante Pettis. So, you know, what's Mohamed Sanu look like? His blocking looked good. He didn't get targets or anything like that. But, yeah, this offense can score. But we got to get guys back. We just played a game and put up 31 points without our best two pass catchers, Debo and George Kittle. You're about to get those guys back. Oh, man. It's going to take them a week or two. Luckily, the schedule gives us that opportunity. Again, next three weeks, what do we got, right? Um, we got Giants, we got Eagles, and then we got Miami. So I'm totally cool with that. Yes, we can compete. And I do think that our defense is better than a lot of them. So we'll have to see what's going on there. But again, everybody's got to get healthy because I just don't think that we're there. Um, health's going to be the issue. Here we go from, I can't say this, Chat J. <laughs> I love this name, man. I wish you'd email me a pronunciation of how to say your name. It's S-C-H-A-T-J-E-7-9. That, there's just so many consonants in a row there. Um, I struggle. Anyway, um, since they're likely to put Kittle in, do you think they'll finally run more 22 personnel formations? Well, you know, you look at the numbers, and I, I think we saw some of that already. Um, you know, you've got these two tight ends. What were the, what was the total snaps? I think 61. And so you got Jordan Reed with 28 snaps, and then you got Roz Dwelly with 39. And so I, I think you're running probably 15 to 20 snaps a game and you know, with two tight ends. And so I, I think you're close. I would like them to do that more because that's our best, that's our bread and butter. Two wide receivers, two tight ends. Two running backs. Whew. Uh, that, that's awesome. You, you know, I love it. I absolutely love that. Uh, but, uh, well, you'd have to, what's it called? Uh, bring one more wide receiver off or you'd flex, you know, your tight end or your wide receiver back or your tight end back um, so that you have 11 guys. That'd be 12 guys if we did 2-2-2. Two, two, two. But I think you finesse some of that stuff around. And I think you create your own matches. But yeah, you don't you want Jordan Reed on the field as much as possible. Now, going back to the snap counts, here's what's funny. Jordan Reed played 28 snaps, only 7 were running plays. <laughs> and on those running plays, he was just a get in the way blocker. He wasn't at the point of attack or anything like that. And so you like that. That's smart. Because again, Jordan Reed is one hit away from being done forever. Um, so you, you want to use them, but I don't think that Jordan Reed snaps should go over 30. I think he got a little bit too many snaps this week. Use him on third downs, use him in the goal line. That's it. That's all you need him for. The rest of the time, sit him out. He's a secret weapon that you have to use in a limited capacity. Otherwise you're going to lose him and you don't want to lose him. You don't want to lose him. Um, here we go. Neither by nature. Um, should we pick up Sam Darnold when the Jets let him go? He fits exactly what Kyle Shanahan wants to do. There's no doubt about that. Uh, just body type, play style, whatever else. But I think Adam Gase is ruining him. I, I really, really do. I think he's just destroying uh, any type of chance that he had. Um, anyway. Um, oh, look at this. Uh, we're getting a pronunciation live. Oh, this is going to be terrible. Uh, I love making you pronounce my nickname. Uh, it's a nickname. It's old Dutch nickname. It's pronounced shot Okay. All right. Best I can describe it is rough, though. I can't even say it right. Love the show, man. Appreciate it. shot um, I love it. Do you think Debo will be eased back in or thrown in pretty fast? I think he's going to be thrown in pretty fast, to be honest with you. Um, the good thing about Debo's uh, injury, okay, Jones fractures, he can, he's been running for six weeks. You can run sprints all day with the Jones fracture. You can't plant back and forth. Okay, so he's going to be in football shape. There's no doubt about that. Sprints, top end speed, all that's going to be good. It's the shaky stuff. Now, the fact that he was almost to go week one, that's key. But whenever you look at, you know, kind of what happened. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, whenever you look at, you know, what was happening week one, they thought he was going to play on Tuesday. Wednesday comes out week one and his foot's swollen and it's not going down. Thursday, it was real bad. And so they put him on IR later in the week. So he had that setback. But again, mind you, he's football shape ready to go. Uh, he's just, you know, got, got it clear. But no, I think if he's cleared, I don't think he'll be out there every single play. 
But I think the first, you know, week four, whenever he's out there against the Eagles, yeah, I, I'm saying why not get 60, 70% of the snaps? And if you got Brandon Ayuk and Kendrick Bourne and Trent Taylor and now Muhammad Sanu, who's, you know, kind of a versatile do-it-all guy and a hell of a blocker, you're moving all those guys around. And I think that's kind of key. And you can kind of filter them out with two tight end sets as well. So, yeah, I, I do think Debo's going to be coming back. I think he's going to be fun to watch and i think he's going to get a normal snap count i really really do so appreciate it guys hopefully you enjoyed the episode today i'll be back tomorrow with the defense if you haven't joined um 49ers rush on patreon head over there man there's so much film content uh it's it's just non-stop an hour this morning just on the offensive plays and then we'll have the defensive up in the morning um and then I'll see you guys tomorrow. Head over to iTunes. Get your reviews in. Tell us your story. We want to share it with everybody that's out there. You guys are incredible. Thank you so much. And as always, stay strong, faithful. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.